Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Okay, yo, when I, was, when I was 13 years old, I remember having a job as a bagger at the grocery store I used to work at on the base I lived. And I loved this job because we used to get, pay, we used to get paid tips. And so I would have like dollar, dollar bill, y'all, stacks at the end of my shift, about 50 to $100 uh, in any given day in my pocket, and I loved it. In fact, the love for my immediate gratification far outweighed the love for long-term gratification. Why? Because, you know, the money would be burning a hole in my pocket. Everywhere I go, I have, I have had liquid assets in my pocket, y'all. And I'm like, yo, those new J's just came out? How much are those J's? 150? Okay, I'm going to the store. As soon as I get $150, and what did I do? I went to the store and caught me some J's. And a lot of y'all looking at me like, what are J's? What are you talking about, Clay? Well, rest assured, I got a picture for you right here. Yeah, those were them J's, the Jordans, and they, they were nice then, and they are good now. And so anyways, I, I wanted to, you know, make sure that I was hip to the game, and I got me some shoes. And I did that with everything. I did that with hats. I did that with clothes. I did that with music. Oh, is that new album out? Okay, I got to cop that album. I got to go get that new Nintendo game. Shout out to NES, baby. Let's go. I remember having all that, and then by the time, I, and I worked this job all the way through high school, and so by the time I went to college, I had nothing to show for. I had nothing to show for. I didn't have any money, no spending money to take with me from my previous job. Why? Because I really didn't understand principles of stewardship when it came to money. I just didn't understand the principles of stewardship. I would live paycheck to paycheck, or, or basically, in my case, payday to payday. And, but I eventually found out that this was a problem that plagued a lot of different people. I mean, think about it, celebrities, athletes, movie stars. I mean, these people that come into big money, and then one minute they're, they're rich, next minute they're broke. What's going on? We, you know, there's a stewardship issue going on. That's why I'm so grateful for the Beyond Bless series, because in this series, y'all, we're talking a lot about the what and why of stewarding the money, the what and why of stewarding the money. But today, I want to examine the how, the how to financial stewardship, and that's why I'm going Professor H on y'all today. See, y'all thought I was going Southern Baptist on y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all, y'all. When's the last time y'all had a boy up here with a tie on, you know what I mean? Y'all, y'all. Okay, so anyways, I, I, I'm going to go Professor H on you. In fact, let me go ahead and get my, my glasses on you, you know what I'm saying? Just make it official on you today. Because today we're going Professor H mode. And we're going to be talking about the how to financial stewardship, y'all. Are y'all ready to talk about that? Some of y'all are like, no! We just came off. Can we just get off of talking about money? You know, I don't want to talk about it no more. Well, what if I told you that, like, you can get tools 
that will put you in position to make you the most financial stable ever in your life. Would you be down to listen? Listen, hey, I think we can do it. Let's go. Urbana, let's go. Sullivan, let's go. Vineyard Live, whenever you are, wherever you are, you can be in your streets, at home, or in the car. Let's go as we talk about the how to financial stewardship. Let's pray, and we will get it in. Thank you, Jesus. You are amazing. Come, Holy Spirit. I know some of these things are going to be hard, Lord, so give your boy the grace to share we eradicate the spirit of shame right now in Jesus' name so that we can receive everything that you want us to receive. Amen? Amen. Going through these series, y'all, I caught myself reflecting on my relationship with money. And I can honestly say that, y'all, the most painful experiences that I've had with money always dealt with just this poverty mentality that was attached at the source. Real talk. There was a poverty mentality. Y'all remember last week when Leah talked about poverty mentality versus abundant mentality? Yo, Leah killed it, didn't she? Can y'all give it up for Leah, y'all? Give a shout out for Leah. Leah, you did your thing, girl. Wherever you are, in Indiana, having a vacation, wherever. Yo, it was awesome. But, you know, she talked about the poverty. Listen, I remember, man, the painful experiences that I had, had poverty mentality attached. And in the poverty mentality, it was contaminated by three C's, y'all. It was contaminated by three C's. It was contaminated by competition, comparison, and covetousness. Yeah, I'm going on the CO alliteration grind. Come on, I'm getting my professor on today. So it was competition, comparison, and covetousness, y'all. And the reason why I struggle with this poverty mentality is because, y'all, listen, the root of it was I really didn't trust God and how he would provide for me as it promised in the book. And so I would take matters into my own hands, y'all. I would live under this temptation, under the lie that it was my money and I could spend it any way I chose. It's my money. I can do whatever I want with my money. And y'all, when we fall for that lie, when we fall for that, just that, 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 that lie of a lie of a lie, we are operating in a poverty mentality because the poverty mentality gets us to believe that everything's about us. It's me, 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 me. My, 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 mine. I want it now. I want this now. I want to get all the abundance I can have now. It encourages immediate gratification and it hates on delayed gratification. Can you relate to that? I mean, I believe that we can have a tendency to operate in this poverty mentality because Guys, sometimes we feel like we need other things to define us, to add to us, or we compare, we compete, and then we want to step into just acquiring things that will help make us feel better about ourselves. Oh, man, they got the new iPhone. Oh, snap. What do I got? My, my iPhone looking straight jankity right now compared to theirs. Man, they, theirs can do all kinds of things. What do mine do? Oh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and cop me a new iPhone. I'm going to go buy a new iPhone now. What's happening? Competition, comparison, leading to covetousness, which leads to an emotional purchase. Oh, man, that Gucci handbag. Ah! Oh, my goodness. I want me 
Hey, wait, that Gucci handbag right there. What do I got? Uh, whatever I got. I mean, I got a knockoff compared to that. I won that thing right there. And what's going on? The competition, comparing, leading to coveting, which leads to, man, I'm going to go buy me a Gucci handbag regardless if I can afford it or not. Why? Because I want it. I want to look good with it. That is going to complete me. That is going to bring me happiness. Y'all, we can keep it going on and on and on. Are you guys okay? I know I can be there too, guys. I'm preaching myself too, guys. I'm not hating on good things. I'm not hating on nice things. Guys, I love nice things. But check out the last year of your spending and how much of that spending was Holy Spirit involved. Because Holy Spirit wants the best for us. He never wants his kids in grief from a purchase that we had no business going and purchasing in the first place. He, he doesn't want his kids in grief. But y'all, the three C's, the competition, the comparison, the covetousness, because can keep us there in this grief. But y'all, there's an antidote, see? There is an antidote, see, coming from the throne room of grace, y'all. It's coming. And guess what that antidote, see, is? Contentment. Contentment. Y'all, Hebrews 13, 6, it reads this. Don't be obsessed. Let me go ahead and get my glasses. Hold on, hold on. Don't be obsessed with money, but live content with what you have. For you always have God's presence. Wow. What? You hear that? We have something that the world doesn't have. We have God's presence. Y'all, it's because of his presence we have the ability to live content in any circumstance. When we place complete trust in God and actually take him at his word, there will be contentment. And when we know that we know that we know that we know that God is for us, his, his word is always with us. His power, his love, his kindness is always there for us. He wants the best for us. Then, guys, we can see our trust rise up and henceforth our contentment rise up in God. Y'all, the poverty mindset will cease to exist when we rise up in contentment because the abundant life mentality comes in and takes over, y'all. When the when poverty mindset goes, this abundant, we're renewing our mind to the abundance of God, and that contentment helps us to do something very important, y'all, very important. Listen, I, yeah, yeah, this phrase may trigger some of y'all, so take a deep breath, okay? Contentment helps us to live within your means. Now, I know, I know, I, I could not, I did not like that phrase either. You know, I, was, I used to think that that phrase was like, Yo, you know, you stay in your place. And, you know, it, it was kind of like this, this thing that just got to me. But it, contentment helps us to live within our means. Now, some of us, you know, you know may, may, may not, like me, not like to hear this phrase. And I, you know, really had this relationship, this love-hate relationship with it too. But after I graduated, um, college. When I graduated college, I went and, man, I just did, I had like $100,000 in student loan debt. It was crazy. Um, I mean, it's probably the dumbest decision to go to the school that expensive, but we're, we're not going to go there. So I came, we went, I went to a school and I graduated, 
have, have all this debt. So I'm racking up about 800 y'all dollars in debt, you know, um, a month. And I'm paying back. And I'm like, my goodness, okay? But what's crazy? What's crazy? Now I'm going full transparency on them, okay? I went and bought a car. Not a beater. <laughs> Not a used car. I went and bought a brand new Jeep Grand Cherokee, okay? And uh, I know, right? It's crazy, right? You, you clapped me because this, this is the worst decision. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> no. Thank you, Jesus, for now saving your boy from his madness. I mean, my goodness. I, I, I went in and bought a new Jeep Grand Cherokee. And I, I was thinking to myself, what was going on? What was, what was going on with that purchase? And, and to add insult to injury, guys, I didn't buy the Jeep. It was a lease. I, I had to pay. Hey, I'm just leasing it for three years. It was the dumbest decision ever. Y'all, I was living above my means. I could not afford to buy new. I definitely couldn't afford to buy that Jeep at the time. Y'all, I allowed competition and comparison and covetousness to hijack my contentment because I didn't trust in the goodness of God. I was not content with how God provided for me, so I wanted to make my own way. Guys, are you, are you hearing me? Are you good? Spirit of offense, leave in Jesus' name. Spirit of offense, leave. Spirit of shame, leave in Jesus' name. I hope you're hearing me right now. That, that, that the, the spirit of contentment will help us to live within our means. Let's go to 1 Timothy 6.6 6, real quick. 1 Timothy 6.6, 6, it says this, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Y'all know that. Most of y'all have heard this. This is good. But I want to go real, real quick to, to verse 9. 1 Timothy 6, 9. It says this. But those who desire to be rich. Sullivan, you hear me? Check it out. It says this. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Y'all, we can plunge ourselves into ruin and destruction when we desire to be about the poverty mentality that's riddled with competition, riddled with comparison, riddled with covetousness. Uh, but there's good news. There's godliness with contentment. That's great gain. The more I trust in God, the more I trust in the goodness of God, the more I can grow in contentment with him. And the more I grow in contentment with him, the more I am gaining. There's great gains. We have gains in this thing when we understand godliness and contentment. When we are content. So allow me to share some things that can help us to stay filled with a godly contentment. The first thing that I want to share is the gratitude journal. It's a gratitude journal. What's a gratitude journal? Well, it's just that. It's, it's, a, it's a journal that documents everything you're grateful to God for. Everything that God has done in your life. You just document, okay, you know, God did this breakthrough and this, that breakthrough. And, you know, and every time you document what you're grateful for in God, what happens? There's a trust that rises up. 
there's a contentment that rises up. And we have praise. We praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the breakthrough here. Thank you, Lord, for the breakthrough there. Thank you, Lord. There's a praise that wells up inside. So the gratitude journal is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 reads, reads this. Be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Be thankful in all circumstances. Someone say all circumstances. Be thankful in all circumstances. Why? Because when we are thankful to God for everything that he's done in our lives for us, on behalf of us, or whatever, then our thankfulness rises up. Praise rises up. Trust rises rises up. And when our trust rise, the contentment rises as well too, because our trust is directly correlated to our contentment. And our contentment directly correlated to the trust in him. So when we are putting godliness with contentment together, guys, there is great gain. And the next tool, tool number one, gratitude journal. That's an awesome tool to help us to stay filled, to stay filled with contentment. And the second tool is the B word. The B word. It's the budget. The budget. Yeah, I know, I know. Some of y'all are like, I don't know about that. Some of y'all probably got, you know, a little bit of blood pressure rising up again. I get that. I get that. I'm going to go ahead and, and talk a little bit about budgeting and just keep it simple. I'm going to keep it simple. It's a discipline. Budgeting is a discipline. It's a necessary discipline that comes when it comes to money management. It's a necessary discipline. Why? Because it keeps you in the driver's seat, y'all. Listen, it keeps you in the driver's seat. Why? Because you are telling your money where it needs to go. You're telling your money where it needs to go rather than the world telling you how to spend your money. Rather than people telling you how to spend your money. Rather than your wife telling you how to spend your... I'm playing around. <laughs> it keeps you in the driver's seat. And, and it basically, you, you're dictating where your money needs to go. Now, another thing I love about budgeting is this. I love this. It eliminates emotion. Guys, it eliminates emotion. Hey, I feel like that Gucci purse right now. I feel like that Gucci purse. I want to go buy. You know what? Let me check the budget. Budget. Can I afford the Gucci purse? And it will keep it real with you. It will keep it real with you. I feel like going to Disney World this, this year. Y'all, we going to Disney World. Holla, hey, Orlando, holla at your boy. We going to Disney World. Mr. Budget, can we afford Mickey Mouse? Can we afford Mickey Mouse? And the budget will keep it real with you. You know, what I love about the budget is that the budget will keep it real because it's not about the feels. <laughs> hey, the budget will keep it real because it's not about the feels. I love the budget. Okay, so the only requirement on budgeting that we need, okay, class? Okay, you guys are my class right now. Y'all ready? I'm going to give y'all a pop quiz. Pop quiz. Y'all ready? Listen, the only requirement we need in this thing, when we call budgeting, is to do simple math. And I know some of y'all are like, man, stop it, Clay. Stop it. You're not stepping on my toes. Now you just, you know, you just slap me upside the head right now, man. Listen, yeah, simple math is easy. 
Let me do a pop quiz for y'all. You ready? What's 10 plus 10? What's 10 minus 10? All right, some of y'all pass. <laughs> okay, some, some, some of y'all pass. The rest of y'all, y'all got, a, y'all got an E for participation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not an F, an E. I'm playing around. Y'all get A's already. Holy Spirit gave y'all A. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, what I'm saying is this. It's this. It's simple math. It's easy. You know, and we're going to go and talk a little bit about, but in fact, your boy did a pressy for the first time, okay? So I, I, I love the fact that I, hold on, let me go ahead, oh, let me put my password in, put this, put this on, okay, so budgeting with Professor H, okay, let's go, your boy did a prezi for the first time, and I'm, I'm proud of my prezi, y'all, listen, I'm proud of my first time in, okay, let's go. We're going to do this budgeting thing, okay, and we're going to do some simple math with two numbers, two numbers, Income and expenses. Income and expenses. The, the, the income must be more than expenses and expenses less than income, right? So, so that's the end of the day. We got to be able to do simple math at the end of the day with these two numbers, okay? So let's go ahead. I gotta, I'm going to keep it going, keep it moving, okay? 48,000 uh, 48, annual salary. Okay, we're just, I chose that number because it was the easiest number to work with. We're going to keep it really simple, okay? So 48,000 divided into 12 is what? Bam! 4,000, okay? So the monthly gross, we're going in 4,000 money in, okay? So money in is the monthly gross. Now, some of y'all are like, gross? What's gross? Well, there's gross pay, there's net pay. Gross pay is pay before Uncle Sam takes his cut, before taxes, right? Net pay is pay after taxes, all right? So I got monthly gross at 4000 okay? Because, again, 48 divided by 12, 4000 But you got also tax. But in between, before tax, I got something called tithe in there. What is going on, Clay? Why are you tithing on the gross? Well, that's, the, that's what I believe that God wants those who are not tithing on the gross to start doing, the tithe on the gross. Why? Because we want to put the principle that we've been talking about the whole series, putting God first, at play. We want to put God first, right, and give God what belongs to God. Give to Uncle Sam what belongs to Uncle Sam, but give to God what belongs to God and tithe on the gross. I know that that is probably something that a lot of us are like, Clay, I, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. It's, that's, that's, a, that's a big trust issue for me. I know. I get it. I used to live there before. I've, I've been there. And I believe that God is, is calling us in this, in this day, such a time as this, to really take a step of faith so he's, I believe he's inviting us, inviting us to, if we're not tithing gross right now, to step up and start trusting him with our finances in that way. Okay, so I'm going to keep it going. Tithing the gross at 10% of 4,000 is? 400 is right on the sheet. Come on, Lord, let's go, let's go. Come on. I mean, are, we, we, <clears throat> are y'all taking notes? Who's taking notes? No one taking notes? Okay, okay. One person taking notes. I got you. Okay, listen. We need, we need to get it together now. Let's go. Okay, so tithe on the gross. We're going to tax after tithe the 29000 You see that 29000 is the amount that's blessed, is the amount 
that is going to be used and managed, stewarded by us, okay? And trust and believe that money is going to, if we partner with Holy Spirit, will go a long way. So here we go. Let's look at the next thing, rent or mortgage at 1000 Now, let's talk a little bit about stewarding here just for a second. If I am paying $1,000 myself for an apartment or I'm renting, I'm trying to find a roommate real quick, y'all. I mean, I'm trying to find maybe two, you know, go, you know, pay at least half to maybe 333.33333, you know, something. I'm going to try to find out how to reduce that figure. Utilities at 100, car note, car insurance. I mean, we're, we're probably able to afford a used car, not a new Yukon. You know, not a new, you know, not a new Mercedes. We're probably going to be, you know, driving in a used car, a modest car, you know, and we're going to keep it going. Student loans and credit card. Student loans and credit card debt. That's, that's real. A lot of people are living that reality right now where we are inundated with with, with so much debt, with student loans and credit card debt. I'm going to tell you right now that that's not God's best for your life to be swimming in debt. In fact, that's the reason why he implemented the year of Jubilee, was to forgive his sons and daughters of all the debt. And guys, I believe that he wants to partner with us to find ways on how we can get out of debt as fast as we can. Probably means that we need to make more than the minimum payment it probably means we need to, you know, call the uh, call Sally Mae and say, "Hey, can I negotiate a lower interest rate?" Maybe it's using one credit card if you have multiple and putting everything on the credit card with the lowest APR, with the lowest interest rate, and then just keep paying it off, you know. Or you can probably have that hashtag Leah Winger favor and just write Sally Mae a letter, say, hey, I'm just a broke uh, millennial and I have no money in the bank. Um, can you forgive me, please? <laughs> you know, it worked for her and Carl. I mean, come on. Test your favor. I don't know. But bottom line is that partner with Holy Spirit to find ways to reduce that red number, to reduce this expense. Food, food at 400. Wow. Okay. So that's about $100 a week. Okay. Man, I'm trying to fight, figure out if I'm single, how to reduce that number. Hey, shout out to Aldi all day. Yeah. Oh, hey, if you haven't been to Aldi, you're tripping. Hashtag no shame in my game. Okay. I will go to Aldi in a heartbeat. Okay. Right now. At first I was a little suspect and then I started seeing that the product's starting to get better and everything. You know what I'm saying? Aldi, I want a commission. Okay, but anyway, you know, it, it, maybe, maybe we, we may not be able to eat out every day. We may not be able to get the, the food that we really want to get because it just costs too much. Whatever it is. And then the savings. Now, now I'm looking at the food. In the food column, you got the total after the 400. There's, you got $400 left. And I have savings at 200. Yes, I went half. Yes, I went half. Because, you know, saving is critical, y'all. I'm, I'm going to try to save at least half of the money that I can potentially spend on me. Why? Because you never know what's going to happen. 
You know, we, you know, we've got a, this, this paycheck, the paycheck lifestyle is killing us. We've got to save. We've got to keep tucking money away. You know, experts say we should have at least three months of, of salary in the bank ready for whatever or just ready for a disaster or ready for a medical bill or whatever the case may be. We just need to be ready to incur a cost that's unforeseen. So save, 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 save as much as you can. Listen, there may be pain in the night, but joy's coming in the morning, baby. Let's go. You can say, we can save. It may hurt right now, but saving that money is probably going to be the best thing you have done at the end of the day. And then the discretionary spending is only at 200. You're looking at the budget. Budget, can I afford them, Jays? <laughs> nope. Okay. Budget, can I afford the Gucci handbag purse? Nope. Okay. I know what I'm working with. I'm working with $200 for my spending money. Now, that number is going to motivate your boy to figure out how he can steward all along the way. How can I steward? How can I make sure that my expenses are, I'm lowering my expenses? And how can I make sure I increase my income? That's what I would be thinking about here. I um, remember, I'm going to... I'm going to end off on a story and say that I remember when um, about five years ago, um, my wife and I, we were, uh, we just had our second set of twins and life in our house was getting a little bit crowded, a little bit cramped. And we're like, okay, I believe it's time to start praying to get a new home. So we're praying to get a new home and for about a year in, and we kept hearing no, we kept hearing no, no, no. And we're like, ah, you know, okay, okay, so we're, gonna, we're, we're not going to get frustrated about this. We're just going to go ahead and get, keep growing in contentment, keep growing in stewardship and finances and saving and saving. And, and so that first year was okay. Second year, we're like, okay, we believe that we believe we need to start looking. We, we, we believe that, you know, this new home is becoming more and more obvious. We need to be getting a bigger place. And so we kept praying about it, praying about it. We heard no again. And we're like, okay, I, you know, I'm, now we're starting to get tempted. Now we're starting to, to, to kind of like look around and say, you know, God, this is not fair. You got people over there with homes. You got people over there with homes. See, everybody seems to be getting a new home right now. What about us? Did you forget about us? You're moving a little too slow, Lord. You're moving a little too slow, Lord. And I was kind of frustrated. But every time I would go back and, and say, okay, God... You're amazing. I just got, I got to remember all the good things you have done in my life. I got to keep remembering all how, how you never left us. You never forsaken us. And you got this. You got this. You got this. But man, it was hard because the temptations were there to go out of pocket and just go and move and do our own thing. Then later, three years comes. We're praying. We're praying. We're knocking. We're asking. We're seeking. We're knocking. We're asking. We're seeking. Nothing. We're getting seemingly nothing. Have you guys ever felt like that before where, you know, you, you feel like God is just moving a little too slow for you and you just want to go and act on your own accord? You just want to go step out and just, you know what, God, you go in slow motion. I want to keep going and at the rate everyone else is going right now, you know, but... Something kind of, you know, checks you with that. Say, hey, it's going to be okay. Just keep content. Keep growing. Keep stewarding. Keep saving. Well, man, four years of this went on. Five years of this went on. And this last spring, God finally answered our prayers because we closed on a house that 
far exceeded and surpassed what we thought we would ever be living in. And it's amazing, but it's not, the miracle was not in that. What we learned in that five years was that God was teaching us. Hey, he's teaching us stewardship. He was teaching us how to rely on him, even when things didn't look good, even when it didn't feel good, even though it looked like things were happening for everyone else and not for us. He was teaching us how to rely on him, to grow in contentment in his presence, that godliness and contentment was great gain. And what did that mean for us? For us to go to the drawing board, for us to continue to steward, for us to continue to save. And we were able in position and poised to make that decision when God said, yes, it's time. And we were able to get a home. And we know that that home is not our home. It's his home that he's given us to steward, and we're going to do the best we can to steward that thing. Amen. Amen. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. So I believe that there's some people here that feel like God is saying no to you, that God has given you a rejection letter, that God has turned his back on you, that God went dark on you, but I believe that it's none of that that those are lies from the enemy. I believe that it's more about him saying, not yet, not yet, not yet, son. Because if you, if you realize what I have just around the corner for you, it's going to blow your mind. Not yet. Just continue to grow in stewardship. Not yet. Just continue to rely on me. Not yet. Because I want you to rely on me in such a way that your contentment is going to produce great gain. Just watch. Not yet. And when the time comes, I can guarantee you that it's going to be abundantly, exceedingly more than you can ask, think, or imagine. I can just about guarantee that Ephesians 3.20 will be applied. But when we continue to grow in godliness and contentment through wise stewardship in everything he has given us to do. So here's my, here's my invitation. Here's my invitation to the house right now to do one of three things or maybe all three of them. The first thing is one to put God first. To put to put God first. This may look like tithing on the gross for the first time when you've never done it before. It may be that you want to give generously. It may be that you want to include Holy Spirit in every single finance decision, in every single purchase. Holy Spirit, what do you think about this? He's speaking, y'all. He wants his kids to steward the money. And he wants us to be poised and positioned to live beyond imaginably blessed. So put God first. Second is it may be that he is asking us to start a gratitude journal, to start a gratitude journal, to actually document every time in, his, in your past what he's done, every single time in the present what he's done, and just give him praise and to see that contentment rise up. Third, it may be that we start budgeting. If you want to learn more about budgeting, you want to learn more about financing, guys, there's financial classes all day. Sullivan, finance classes all day that are provided for us that will be coming soon, very soon. 
soon, soon and very soon. You know, it's coming for you. But there's also times where you can just go ahead, you can download a budget right now if you want to. You can download a budget by texting BLESSED to 97,000. 97,000, text the word BLESSED, and you can get a simple budget spreadsheet and start budgeting right now. Whatever you do, whatever you want, whatever you, you feel like God telling you to do, prompting you to do, inviting us to do, I would say to take that step of faith. Put God first, start a gratitude journal, or to start budgeting and watch as contentment rises up so that we can be the best stewards we have been called to be so we can be earthly incredible and give generously and be poised to live beyond blessed. Amen, church? Amen. Well, let's pray, and we will go ahead and close out. Thank you, Father. You are amazing. Thank you, Father, for what you, you want to do with your kids and how you are how you are blessing us and how I pray, Father God, that there's an ability for us to steward what it is you have given us to steward in such a way so that we can be poised, positioned, and primed to live beyond blessed and be outrageously incredible on earth as your stewards in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Life Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.